Hello, Tomlin here, and welcome to today's podcast episode. So this is going to be a slightly uh, different one. I'm trying out a new thing where I answer listeners' questions. Uh, so everyone who um, whose question I'm answering today sent in a question to uh, Tomlin's Harmonica Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, so if you want me to answer your question on a future episode, all you need to do is send a recording that's uh, a minute or less to that email address, and uh, I will answer your question in a future episode. But anyway, let's get started with the first question, which is from Jeff. Hey, Tomlin. Love the podcast. Love your lessons. The question I have is, how important do you think it is to memorize songs? I find that sometimes I'll learn a song and I can play it great while I'm learning or just after, but then after a little while, it's gone. And I think maybe it's because I didn't memorize it. So if you do think it's important to memorize songs, do you have any tips or tricks or recommendations for helping people learn how to do that? Thanks. Oh, well, thank you, Jeff, uh, for your kind words. And uh, what a fantastic question. So to quickly answer whether I think that it's important to memorize songs or not, uh, it's a definite yes uh, and I'll, I'll give you some tips for how to do it but before before I give you tips I want to just explain why it's so important to to memorize songs uh, or, or parts of songs um, now I'm assuming that most people listening to this podcast either improvise blues harmonica or want to improvise blues harmonica and I know that a lot of people struggle with vocabulary and if if you learn uh, songs and licks and phrases that's going to help you build up your vocabulary on the instrument and have uh, more material to draw from because it, it's one of the kind of very common misconceptions about improvisation in general which is that it's just pure creation out of thin air but in reality if you listen to uh, any decent improviser you'll be able to hear that they're using ideas uh, over and over and they've, they've got set moves that they go to that they apply to the situation that they're in and that comes from them having spent a lot of time learning other people's music you know they're, they're standing on on the shoulders of giants as it were um, so learning learning music fully and and memorizing it is of tremendous value and I would say that you haven't actually learned a piece of music until you've memorized it so that's that's the final uh, step um, in, in in learning a piece of music so tips for for how to memorize um, there are a couple of things I want you to think about so firstly think about how memorizing something works uh, so if you have absolutely no uh, knowledge about a topic, it's very difficult to memorize information about it. But if you have some knowledge, you can use that knowledge to create recall paths. So what am I getting at here? Well, when you learn a piece of music, what you need to do, instead of thinking of it as just a string of notes that have no relationship to each other and no meaning, you need to start thinking about how they relate to each other and what other bits of knowledge you can use to uh, to kind of create recall paths. So for example, let's imagine we're learning uh, a lick that sounds like this. Okay, so I could think of it as two draw, three draw, half step bend, four blow, uh, four draw, four draw, and then four draw. 
twice, four blow, three draw, and then two draw, whole step bend. And, and that's so much information to try and remember. But if I start thinking about what it relates to, and I think, okay, well, that's, that's a bit of the blues scale. And I can visualize the blues scale while I'm playing that. And I know that that's the root note I'm starting on. I'm moving up through the blues scale and coming back down. Not playing the whole thing, but I, I've already got a little bit of an idea of where this lick is coming from. That means that I'm using the knowledge of the blues scale that I have to help me memorize that lick. So always try and, and think about what the relationship is between the notes that you're learning and, and turn them into something more meaningful. Think of it a little bit like um, instead of, of learning a string of letters, learn the words and learn the meanings of the words. So that's kind of st step one with, with memorizing. And then the next thing is forcing yourself to, to play without the music. Uh, so what I found is that uh, if you don't have any reason not to have the sheet of music in front of you, you'll always need it. But if you force yourself not to have a sheet of music in front of you, uh, then you'd be surprised by how quickly you can memorize things. So what I, I like to do once I've learned a piece of music, I go through phrase by phrase, lick by lick, whatever building block I want to to concentrate on and I'm allowed three rehearsals. This is after I've learned how to play it. So I've spent some time learning the song, I've learned how to play it and I'm allowed three rehearsals of each phrase and then I have to turn the sheet of music over and see if I can play it from memory. And if I can't, I'm allowed three more rehearsals and, and I just keep doing that until I can play it. And I do that with every single phrase and then I string them together. Uh, and that's forcing myself to be able to, to play it without the music. So that that's kind of the, uh, the the second part of that that memorization, and and then finally I would say there there are two more kind of secret secret source bits that you can use. So firstly, listening is your most powerful tool. So when you're learning something, if you listen to it so much that you can then whistle it and and uh, kind of hum it in your mind, then you've already built a huge recall path. And then secondly. Start simply. This is not going to be easy at first. It's not, you're not going to be able to memorize a very complex piece of music right off the bat. Start with something very simple. Start with something you know really well. So try and memorize something like happy birthday. You know how that should sound, so you'll know if you're getting it wrong. Excellent question, Jeff. Thank you very much. Let's listen to our next question, which is from Cooper. Um, my question is, um, what would be the best song for a beginner to play on a marine band harmonica? Thanks. Awesome question, Cooper. So um, I'm going to give you three, three stages to this question. So the first thing that I think all beginners should learn, especially if you're, you're playing a marine band harmonica, or you're going to be a bit bluesy. The first thing I reckon that all beginners should learn is a train rhythm. So that's step one. It's the most important thing to start with. It's a great breathing exercise. It's a great rhythm exercise. And it sounds super bluesy. So I'll post a link in the show notes to a lesson on a train rhythm. Uh, then the next thing that, that's uh, a really easy and, well, easy-ish. It'll be hard at the beginning when you're trying to single out notes, but a good place to start is taps. Uh, so you'll recognize this.
etc etc so i'll post a little link in the description for that that's that's a great place to start because it's all blow notes so you don't have to worry about changing direction of airflow but it's a great way to practice your clean single notes on the instrument and then finally, when you're up for a little bit more of a challenge, uh, I would suggest learning something like O Susanna, uh, which is a, a classic folk tune. Uh, it'll get you moving around the instrument. It'll get you playing blows and draws and focusing on those clean notes, but it doesn't have any bends in it. And uh, I'll also post up a link for, for somewhere where you can learn that. I don't, I don't have a lesson on it, but I will send you a link uh, in the show notes. Excellent question, Cooper. Uh, let's see what we've got up next. Okay, so we have a question from Jordan. Hey, Tomlin. Thanks for this. Um, I've got a, um, a basic thing to ask. Um, I'm trying to learn um, how to count the right way. Um, when it's an eighth note or a quarter quarter note, you know, the up and down of, of the foot or the snapping, um, when the eighth note, um, if it's a different the way you count that than a quarter note or a um, full note or anything. Um, so I can play it, um, play something. something like that but if i'm fo following um what you put out there to play i just have a hard time counting it um so if you could um let me know where to go or what the deal is thanks for everything all right that's a great question jordan so counting is something that a lot of people struggle with and they usually start trying to count uh, a little bit later in the journey uh, of learning the harmonica when actually it's it's really important to, to start right at the beginning. Uh, because of this, it, it usually means that you end up trying to count things that are quite complex rhythmically um, when you are a novice at counting. Uh, so the, the first thing I would suggest is going back and playing incredibly simple uh, things while counting. So for starters, getting that, that quarter note feel down. So make sure that you're tapping the heel of your foot down on the quarter note, on the beat, okay? And you're gonna count one, two, three, four, and just keep that count going. And then what I would try doing is just playing a single note for quarter notes for a whole bar. So count yourself in, play the single note, and then count yourself Again, so something like this. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Okay, so what you're doing by taking a break every four beats is you're re-establishing the beat. You're making sure that you've got that count going uh, because long-term, you want to be able to count in your mind while you're playing. So that's step one. And then Jordan wanted to get the, the eighth note count uh, happening. So the way you count your eighth notes is going to be one and two and three and four and. And the, the and is, is, is the offbeat it's the up, you might hear it described as. Um, and it's important that you think about whether you're playing a straight rhythm or a shuffle rhythm. 
So if you're playing a straight rhythm, all that means is that your eighth notes are going to be exactly half a beat each. So you're going to count it very straight, which is one and two and three and four and... Okay, and three and four and... Now notice that I'm only tapping on the quarter notes. I don't tap the eighth notes. I only ever tap the quarter notes. That's really important. Now if we want the shuffle rhythm, our eighth notes are slightly different lengths. And this is the basis of a lot of blues music. So your shuffle rhythm has a long eighth note on the beat and a short eighth note on the offbeat. And it sounds a little bit more like this. One and two and three and four and... One, and two, and three, and four, and... Okay, so keep that nice and simple. Do your quarter notes, then do your eighth notes. Decide whether it's straight or shuffle rhythm. What you played me in that little recording was a shuffle rhythm, so focus on that if that's, if that's what you're working on at the moment. And just keep it really nice and simple. And remember to take the breaks, and remember to keep that pulse going all the way through. Okay. All right. Let's check out our next question, which is from Orr. Hey, Tomlin. This is Orr Mars from Columbus, Ohio. Thank you for your amazing teaching and all the great resources. I have a question about playing lower notes on the lower key harps, particularly when I draw on one or two on an A or G or low F harp. I get kind of a rattling metallic sound. I tried to tighten up the harp, but it doesn't seem to work. So I'm curious if there's anything I could do with my playing to avoid that. Thank you. Okay, so having a rattling sound on the lower notes on a lower key harmonica is a very, very common issue. And, and basically the, the physics of it are lower your notes, the longer your reed is. Uh, so, and, and the the wider it's going to vibrate. So if we have a one hole draw on something like a low F harmonica, it's going to vibrate really, really far in the reed slot. So if you're playing a little bit too hard, then you're going to hear it rattling against the cover plate. So what you want to do is make sure that you're playing nice and gently, nice and relaxed with a very open vocal cavity. So if you're sucking with a tight vocal cavity. I'm not going to get a read on a rattle on this harmonica. It's a G crossover, but you can hear that it's kind of quacky. Oh, there, there's a little bit of a rattle. So I'm going to relax my tongue and not suck, but just breathe naturally. Um, Joe Felisco called it playing like a slack jawed zombie, which I thought was brilliant. So you kind of drop your jaw, Relax your tongue. Imagine that you're yawning. And then play a lot more gently. You can hear there, I'm not getting the rattle. Whereas if I suck, you can just about hear it hitting uh, the cover plate. So really nice, relaxed, open mouth cavity. and Playing nice and gently on those lower keyed harmonicas. Uh, so yeah, you might find that you even need to drop your jaw to make the vocal cavity more open. So you might need to do this. Uh, experiment with it. But uh, remember, nice and gently uh, and not, not trying to grab 
the airflow too quickly? Excellent question. All right, let's check out a question from Peppa. Hi, Tomlin. Thanks for taking the time to answer my question. As a beginner who's been playing for a few months, should I stick to the same brand and model of harmonica or can I try different ones? I'm worried that I'll learn bad habits with the holes being different sizes and shapes. Thanks again, Pepper. Awesome. Great question, Pepper. Um, so this this is one that a lot of people worry about when they start playing harmonica because harmonicas are all slightly different between brands uh, and between models in terms of hole spacing and feel. But when you're a beginner, uh, I think it's it's great to uh, jump around between different brands and different models so that you get a feel for what you like, what, what kind of really works for you. And you also get used to jumping between different situations. Uh, at the beginning, it's going to feel like a big deal. For example, if you switch between a Zydel and... Um, and a Hona. So here I've got a Zydel 1847 and a Hona Marine Band. And the Zydel holes are a little bit bigger and they're a little bit further apart, which when you first pick up one of those uh, harmonicas after having a Marine Band, you'll feel like it's the end of the world. It'll feel like you can't play clean notes anymore. Um, you can't, you don't have the control that you once had. But if you persevere you'll find that you get more control overall. It'll make you a better harmonica player. Um, and as you get more and more experienced, those little differences really won't bother you. You'll be comfortable switching between different harmonicas, different brands, uh, and, and you'll be a better player. And that's important because as you go further down the harmonica path, you might want to start bringing chromatic harmonica into your playing. You might want to play bass or chord or tremolo. And those, those all have very different feelings. So it's good that you, you don't develop this uh, reliance on a very specific uh, shape of harmonica. Um, and yeah, final thought. Really think about what it is that, that you enjoy in terms of feel. For example... I hate plastic combed harmonicas. Specifically, I hate recessed cover plates. Uh, this is just a personal preference for my uh, how I like things in my mouth. Uh, so things like the Hona Special 20, the Zydel Session Steel. Um, I'm wondering if Suzuki do it. I'm not sure if Suzuki have any like that. The Lee Oscar. I don't like those, those types of harmonicas. The reed plates are recessed in the... Uh, comb and I find them quite difficult to play but I love sandwich style harmonicas so that would be 1847s, marine bands um, Suzuki Manjis olives, Th those all feel great to me so I'll always focus on a sandwich style versus a plastic comb with recessed plates uh, but I know that because I've tried everything so it's good to try a bunch of different things um, but be aware that they'll feel different and they'll affect how you play uh, great question Pepper uh, okay next question is from Peter hi Tom Lynn thanks for all your lovely stuff you put out on internet um, appreciate it very much learn a great deal from you I've got a question if you can answer it <clears throat> I have six harmonicas and I've got no trouble bending <coughs> any any notes except all of a sudden on my D harmonica my three three draw half bend and full bend just don't work does this mean my harmonica's busted and I have to get a new one or is there a way I can repair it thank you very much 
Okay, so Peter, um, that's a great question. And it's one that I can't be absolutely certain about um, without playing your harmonica or, or trying it out. But there are some things that you can you can check. Um, so if you're finding that the, the bends on the three draw on your D harmonica have suddenly stopped working, um, I, I recommend highly that you take the cover plates off your harmonica and you have a look. Just have a look at the reeds and see if there's anything obvious wrong with them. So there, there are two things that could be obviously suddenly wrong. There could be a bit of detritus in, in the reed, which is, uh, which is um, blocking it and stopping it from uh, playing. And you want to look at the blow reed as well, because the blow reed is, uh, is necessary for your three draw whole step bend. Um, so check that the blow reed isn't blocked. That's that's kind of step one. And check that there isn't anything obvious uh, in or around the draw reed. And if everything looks okay, um, make sure that, that the reed is still um, kind of nice and uh, elastic. So just very gently try pinging your, your draw reed um, with, with a, a slim piece of paper, maybe a receipt or something, and check that it, it's still vibrating and, and making a pinging sound. Um, if it's not, then you might just have metal fatigue and that, that reed might be broken, uh, which, which does happen after a while. So it's, it's nothing to, to worry about necessarily. Uh, it's just something that, that will happen. So if, if there isn't anything obvious at that stage, I would recommend then taking the harmonica apart and cleaning it very carefully. Uh, so I'll, I'll post a little link below to uh, in, the, in the show notes to um, uh, information about how to clean a harmonica. I've got a couple of different methods that I use, so I'll, I'll post two videos for that. Uh, clean the harmonica and, and check that out. Uh, put it back together very carefully and, and see how that's, that's going. Um, yeah, if, if those things don't work, then you you might need to um, replace the reed, either the draw reed or the blow reed. They're both important for the bends. Um, but, uh, but I would try that out first of all. And if you're still not sure, um, then uh, maybe, maybe send a, a little recording in of you playing the three blow and the three draw um, and, uh, and we can have a listen to it on the next episode. Uh, sorry, I can't give you a very definitive answer, but it's quite hard to troubleshoot uh, tech stuff without um, being able to play the harmonica. Uh, okay, next question is from Raphael. Hello, Tom. My name is Raphael. I am a brand new harmonica player, um, novice, learning for the first time, picking up a harmonica for the first time. My question is about uh, puckering versus uh, tongue blocking, and is there a wrong way to learn? I saw your video on uh, the hybrid approach. However, my question gets a little more specific. I've attempted uh, multiple uh, harmonica positions inside of my mouth to achieve via puckering, but in order to get a clean note, I really have to tense my muscles and zero them in, and it's exhausting. Um, tongue blocking is much more natural. I'm able to do it for a long, lot longer. But my question is, am I doing it the wrong way? Am I learning bad muscle memory? Because the way I achieve a clean note uh, is by basically turning my tongue into a sort of a funnel and I'm able to hold it. That's actually very relaxing for me. Uh, I'm able to direct the airflow and can do a, a, you know, a long practice session without getting exhausted, without my mouth um, and, and my tongue uh, becoming sore. 
that's my question, basically. Am I, am I learning bad muscle memory? And should I go back to something that uh, in the future and for more advanced uh, skills or, or, or exercises uh, is, is the proper approach? Okay, this is a really, really good question. And um, let, let me just kind of dial it in a little bit. So Raphael is doing something called U-blocking. So that's where you make your tongue into a U-shape to single out notes uh, on the harmonica. And generally, I, I, I strongly discourage people from U-blocking. Uh, I'm not sure when this episode will go out, but I did actually have a, an interview recently with a very proficient U-blocking harmonica player. Um, so depending on whether this episode uh, goes out before or after that one, uh, I'll link that up in the show notes. Uh, so it's possible to be good as a U-blocker, um, but it's easier to, to play other techniques as a lip purser or a tongue blocker. Um, so a traditional tongue blocker, instead of a U-blocker uh, playing through a funnel with their tongue, they're actually playing out of the side of their mouth and their tongue is blocking the holes that they're not playing. So if I was playing uh, hole four on my harmonica here, I'd be blocking holes two and three uh, with my tongue and playing out of the right-hand side of my mouth. Okay. And that means that you can use your tongue for a whole bunch of, of cool techniques like bends or tongue slaps or tongue flutters, etc, uh, etc. Et uh, there, there's a lot more that you can do tongue blocked or lip pursed than you can you blocked easily. Um, so if, if you find that, that lip pursing is very, very tense for you, then I would maybe persevere with tongue blocking instead. Um, what you'll find is generally tongue blockers find bending harder at the beginning. Um, but, but once you get through that hurdle, um, then you should be fine. Things that uh, lip pursing uh, is 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 better for uh, kind of having very articulate notes, very strong articulations, um, overblows, uh, blow bending is a lot easier, um, puckered. Um, what you might find is that as as you progress and you learn to relax more, you might use a bit of both um, because they they have very different sounds and and they give you access to a, a, a wider palette of tonalities. Uh, so I, I think you'd be doing yourself a disservice if you only did one or the other. Uh, I would recommend that you don't stick with U-blocking um, unless you really, really, really hate uh, lip pursing and tongue blocking uh, or tongue blocking. I'd, I'd focus on the tongue blocking by the sounds of it for you will be better. Um, or if you know that you don't want to be uh, doing more uh, kind of tongue block techniques or overblows or things like that, it is it is possible to U block. Um, there are uh, players who who um, were U blockers. I think Norton Buffalo was a U blocker, and he was amazing. Uh, so it's doable, um, but uh, it might be a little bit harder in the long term. Uh, good question, Raphael. I hope I hope I answered it satisfactorily for you. Uh, right, we have one more question uh, from Simon. 
Hi Tomlin, it's Simon here. My favourite harp, a special 20 in A, has a messed up 5 hole. The 5 draw read has changed pitch completely and sounds like a 5 blow. Uh, I've tried taking it apart and carefully cleaning and inspecting it, but to be honest I just can't see anything wrong with it. So what's the problem? Uh, I think the harmonica is 3 years old. Thanks. Okay, Simon, that's a great question, and it's a very common issue. Uh, so, to me, if if you're if any read on a harmonica suddenly changes uh, tuning and pitch that dramatically, it probably means that the reed is is fatigued. The metal is fatigued and it's probably going to break. Now you can retune reeds, but if they change pitch that much, so you know the five draw becomes like a five blow, which which is a semitone lower than it should be, that that's a sign that the reed's probably going to die pretty soon. Uh, and you want to be careful playing it because if you suck too hard, the reed might break off and, and get stuck in, in your mouth or your throat. I've seen it happen. It's not pleasant. Um, so that, that would be what I reckon has happened if you've, if you've lost uh, that much pitch on your, on your reed. Uh, now, there are, there are some solutions. You don't have to throw away your harmonica. You can actually replace reeds. Um, what I'll do is, is I'll link up um, an article about reed replacement uh, below uh, from Andrew Zajac. Uh, or you can get someone to replace your reeds um, there are people all over the world, harmonica technicians. If you go to Hona's website, you'll find uh, certified harmonica techs uh, that you can get in touch with, um, or you can replace your harmonica. But I think it's always good to try and uh, get a little bit more longevity out of things. Um, and I, I don't think there's anything wrong with spending a bit of money getting harmonica repaired. Um, so yeah, great question, Simon. Uh, one thing I would say is if, um, if you notice this kind of thing happening regularly, you said that your harmonica is three years old, so that's not a big deal. But if anyone else listening finds that their reeds suddenly go out of tune, uh, in a shorter period of time, that's usually a sign that you're playing too hard and with too much tension. And that's, uh, that's screwing up the reeds. So think about playing more gently uh, and and more relaxed, and you'll find that your harmonicas last longer. And then finally, if your harmonicas keep breaking, I would recommend that you switch to stainless steel reeds. So something like a Zydel 1847 or a Session Steel, they'll last longer for you. Um, but uh, I'm only recommending that if you do find that you're you're playing hard and you're breaking your reeds more regularly. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for listening uh, and or watching uh, this episode of, uh, of my podcast. Um, I, I will probably do more of these, uh, but I'd love to know if, if you think that it, if the, it's a good format, if you want to have more of these Q&A episodes. If you do want me to answer any of your questions in a future Q&A episode, uh, please send uh, your questions to Tomlin's Harmonica Podcast at gmail.com. I'll put that email address below in the show notes. And... Uh, record your questions so you heard people asking their questions don't just send me uh, an email with with a you know a million paragraphs with a question record a question keep it less than a minute and i will happily answer it uh, in in future episodes uh, okay thank you so much for uh, joining me and i'll see you next time happy harping Thank you so much for listening to this episode of My Harmonica Podcast. Please don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on your podcast service of choice. 
And if you're ready to take your harmonica playing to the next level, then you should check out my online harmonica school over at tomlinharmonicaschool.com. Happy harping! <laughs>